Good morning, everyone. It is Tuesday, August 23rd, 2022, and this is the audio recording, uh, the podcast version of the Sipstack Substack, um, read by me, author Ryan Cipriani. Uh, and uh, as I kind of just sort of introduced yesterday, the idea of this is basically to present a full, complete audio uh, version of each issue of the, the Sipstack. Um, so those of you who uh, get your news information and all that by podcast rather than uh, reading through newsletters, you have a, a an auditory option. Um, and again, to those of you who are watching via like visual medium, like on YouTube or anything like that, I apologize for not making a ton of eye contact. I promise I'm not ignoring you. I'm still working out ways to kind of bring this to uh, a better medium so that I have like a teleprompter or something. I, I don't know. Um, I'm going to try not to get too complicated because honestly, I'm recording in a closet in front of a sheet. So <laughs> it's uh, it's a work in progress, but we're, we're just getting started and I'm having a good time with it. Let's uh, let's jump into the newsletter today. Uh, this morning, I'm not going to reference any song lyrics whatsoever. My listeners had to suffer through my god-awful attempts to sing Tom Petty yesterday, and I won't put them through that a second time. Yes, I am an ex-heavy metal musician. I was never a singer. I was a guitar slinger. Being musically inclined does not a good singer make. Then, I've known many singers who wouldn't know their way around a tuba if their lives depended on it. All right, everyone, it's Tuesday. Or Tearsday, if you're in ancient Scandinavia, which none of us are. But hey, now you have a fun fact to throw out at the uh, water cooler, coffee pot. I don't know. Are still people are people still going to the office and like congregating to talk about inane stuff still? Maybe. Tell your friends it's Tearsday. They'll think it's awesome. Uh, results not guaranteed. Article one, note taking. The first step in bringing forth a great idea. As alluded to yesterday, note-taking can be a very important first step in bringing any idea from concept to fruition. Usually any new idea I have for a story begins in the form of a few hastily written note cards, a sticky, or a prompt I write myself in reminders on my phone. Now, how long you spend in the note-taking phase is entirely optional, and will largely depend on the length of what you're going to write. If, for example, you're planning on a vast sci-fi epic, you might take notes for a few days or a week or two as the idea begins to take shape. If, on the other hand, you're writing a corporate newsletter or a, few, a, a new marketing campaign, just writing down the initial idea may be enough to move forward to the next phase. A key takeaway here is the idea of the note-taking phase is simply to think. The ideas generated may not make it to the final story, but they're probably good for something else you'll end up working on. As a general rule, I keep taking notes and recording ideas for a story concept until I can visualize a first and part of a second act. Again, this is largely personal choice, but if I have a loose idea of how a story would begin and some of the middle action, then I feel comfortable moving forward. So what kinds of notes should you be taking? Anything and everything. Go wild. Seriously, in the brainstorming phase, there is no wrong uh, note or idea. It's all fuel for the fire, and your notes could be character names or moments in the plot that you would be excited to write. Maybe there are sample dialogue bits or locations you want to explore. The idea of note-taking is simply to think. The ideas generated may not make it into the final story, but they're probably good for something else you'll end up working on. So there are never too many notes to take. So while you daydream about where your next piece could go, scribble those, uh, scribble down those notes. Start putting lumps of clay on your crafting table, so to speak. 
we're still pretty shapeless, but at least we have something to work with. Tomorrow we're going to explore how to move those notes into something more organized and actionable. Article 2. Writing prop number 2, The Future Historian. So how'd you do with the, uh, the writing prompt yesterday? Uh, was it interesting, fun? Did it drive you absolutely crazy? Here's a couple that I came up with. Finding my home to be uncomfortably silent, I was obliged to cross the study and turn over the record so as to continue the march of music. My hound has taken ill, and he oft requires to excuse himself out of doors, a rather inconvenient prospect, as there are many things that require my attention. The heat of the summer has showed itself to be rather relentless, and my mind wanders to the cherished gray and cool days of a restless autumn. My dog is fine, by the way. He just got into something he wasn't supposed to and has a little bit of IBS. Uh, okay, so these aren't perfectly in keeping with the prompt, but they aren't supposed to be. The exercise is not meant to craft three or four or five uh, perfectly edited examples of 19th century prose. It's meant to work a creativity muscle in a manner that it might not be accustomed, which in turn spurs greater creativity. So here's today's prompt. Let's jump to the opposite end of the timeline. Look at some common everyday items around you and try to describe them as though you were a future historian. Think about how a sci-fi archaeologist in the distant future might consider their use. For example, the item consisted of a short, flattened rod that splayed at one end into four sharp points. It is a rather sinister-looking object, and there is a collection of them. I'm submitting a report that the building we initially took to be a home was in fact a prison complex of a sort, and I have discovered the interrogation chamber. It's a fork. The future archaeologist found a fork. I'm assuming, of course, we move to pill form food in the distant future. <laughs> so think about how the world might change in the next few hundred years, and then consider how common objects uh, for you might look during that period uh, so far forward. Article three, how I exercise, running. Sometimes you just have to run. There's actually something kind of special about running. It's what made us the dominant predatory species on the planet many millennia ago. No, really, we ran down our prey, and that was how we overtook mammoths, or less dramatically, deer. Most animals evolved for short sprints, and that's how they evade predators. Human stamina allowed us to kind of plod after a deer that would eventually tire itself from sprinting short distances away. We could keep slowly chasing it as long as we could see it. And that's how we caught things. Makes you think a little about the slow-moving monster in a slasher movie uh, kind of differently, doesn't it? Anyway, running may not be my favorite form of exercise, and it isn't, but it is a good way to get the blood pumping and a good sweat on. And it's literally what we evolved to do. So it's a good activity to add to the repertoire. Um, and a side note here that I mentioned as well in my uh, recorded version of the, uh, the Substack, I am not a doctor or a physical therapist, nor am I a personal trainer, so I will not include any kind of numbers or programs in here because I am not qualified uh, to, to give those, uh, those programs out. Um, your uh, own exercise should be based on individual comfort and the advice of a medical professional. All right, my friends, that's all for today. Go forth. Write. Learn about the tuba if you feel like I attacked you in my opening. Or teach others how to tuba if you're stunned that it is not actually a common skill. Either way, better the world by being kind and producing art. We'll see you tomorrow.